Talk with Ben Tompkins. All right, it's lit. It's a new year. It's a new dawn. It's a new day. It's a new life for me. Yeah, it's Real Talk, and I am Ben Tompkins. <laughs> How you doing, everybody? Happy New Year, my friends. Good to have you in, man. Thanks for joining me on another year and another episode because, man, what a fucking banger of a year that 2022 is going to be. I'm telling you right now, man, a year of explosion and growth and really seeing a lot of the things that I've been manifesting over the last couple years, watching those things continue to take form and come to fruition and even things that I there's no way I could have seen as viable options or as routes that were visible to me at the time when I started this whole journey and started this whole ride. But if you've been riding with me since the beginning, shout the fuck out to my day ones. Baby, how you doing? How you feeling? Happy New Year, my friends. Then you guys know that the growth and the consistency has been building over time. You guys know that... <laughs> I believe if you build it, they will come. That's the approach that we've been taking. It's been paying off as evidenced in the 21 Wrapped episode that I just put out last week. Go check that out if you haven't heard that yet. It is very good. I know a lot of people were traveling with the holidays and maybe you weren't listening to as many podcasts as before. Maybe you weren't watching all of the same TV shows or reading as many books because your time was preoccupied with other things. But I'm telling you, if you're sleeping on the kid, you're making a big mistake, my friends, because this is the year, like Kanye West said, wake up, brother, wake up. It's time to get this cake up. You feel me? We're manifesting a lot in this episode. We're laying out the roadmap and the vision for 2022. That's why it's titled 22 Vision, and we are really setting a course today. We are really setting a tone today, and that tone is what we're going to keep for the rest of this year. You guys know that I'm big on things, little things, taking inspiration or moments, maybe reading too deep into something sometimes. Yeah, I'm definitely guilty of that. I got my hand raised right now in the studio. But things like it being 2022 and there being all of those twos. I don't know why, but February 2nd, 2022 or February 20th, 2022, they seem like really big dates. I don't know why. I, I'm trying to learn more about astrology and like all of the stuff that I have no fucking clue and I'm not going to spend a bunch of time talking about right here. But like, it seems like based on all of those numbers, that feels like an important date, right? You don't get a lot of those. So not only then, not only today, but throughout the rest of 2022, we're really going to be manifesting a lot. And not only that, it's like, that's, 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 okay. If manifesting is being the quarterback, and let's say today I'm in the studio being a quarterback, you know, I'll put a little ball myself. Hey, then I'm throwing the ball up, right? And then throughout the rest of this year, I'm going to be the wide receiver and I'm going to go either over the top, underneath, I'll slide through the middle, don't give a fuck. I'm going to go up and get that ball that I just threw to myself because if we're manifesting that and throwing that dime up there and hanging it on today's episode, then the rest of the episodes from this point on in 2022 are going to be a continuation of me going up and making a fucking ESPN worthy highlight reel catch, mossing on motherfuckers. And I hope that you can continue to use that energy and apply it to your 22 as well because your vibe attracts your tribe, guys and girls, okay? And I've been saying that. You've been knowing that. And today, I'm feeling like the people who are listening week in and week out, the people that have contributed to the growth 
and the 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 things that we celebrated in last week's episode, you guys are going to continue to be riding with me throughout this year. And so if we're huddled up and you're standing around my whiteboard, which first of all, thank you. I, I love you all. My teammates, my tribe mates, we in the trenches together and you guys are riding with me on this journey. Hashtag I ride with Benny T, right? But that means that we're a team, we're a tribe, so that my success is your success, and your success is my success. And I want to see all of these things in their own form, however, you know, however, like the things that you're manifesting in your life, if you're setting goals for your year, and you're planning out your vision and your roadmap, then I hope that you hit everything that you set out to achieve. Because again, if you're spending time with me, and you vibe with me, I probably vibe with you too. Okay, I probably fucking vibe with you too. So that means I want to see you win just as much, maybe if not at times more than I want to see myself win. Okay, the definition of a glue guy. I'm I'm like the perfect balance between MVP and glue guy. I think. Right. Still a little bit working on that humble thing. Right. But but you know I think we're doing pretty okay. I think we're doing pretty okay. Right. But like your success is my success. And I want to talk to people who are sharing news of new jobs that they're taking, new books that they're reading, new places that they're going, new people that they're meeting, new experiences that they're having or new conversations that they're having that are then making them change their outlook on things that they might have held a system of beliefs about all their life or the last six months or however long. But constantly evolving, constantly growing, and constantly standing in this huddle, I got to say thank you to you guys because that's what I want my audience to be. That's what I want my audience to sound like. When I sound off and I get people that are replying or sliding in DMs or subscribing and sharing episodes and sharing episodes to friends and family members or people that they think that need to hear what's in one of these episodes, like those are all people that I want to see win this year. Let's win together this year. Even though our paths might be totally different, I'm going to lay out mine and the things that I am reaching for and growing towards and going towards and glowing towards this year, 2022, and over the next 12 months. And I hope that whatever your path looks like, wherever it's going to lead, I hope that it takes you to all the places that you're trying to go. And that even though our paths are different, we're still going to thrive together because there's a connection there and because your vibe attracts your tribe and I want my tribe to be fucking winners man and like I I want us to continue to elevate our own lives week in and week out and heal ourselves and become more self-reliant and drop more ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts and now I even saw that Spotify has a thing where you can rate now you guys gotta understand dude that like I, I'm very excited I'm talking very fast and it's because I'm I'm very excited I'm very very in love with what I'm doing right now you gotta understand man I'm really excited for what this year's gonna bring uh, I, I cannot fucking wait baby like Tyson in his prime is something ugh, just whew. okay but uh, you got to understand that this is still, we are still in a golden age of podcasting. And I know that that is true. I, that's evidenced in the fact in different little ways by like the fact that it took until just now that Spotify allows their podcast listeners to leave ratings on shows that they like. Not even reviews yet, just 
out of five star ratings. You can now do that on Spotify. So I know that I've got a lot of people who listen to me on Spotify. Shout out to you guys. I hope that even though I'm not a Spotify listener, me taking the time out of my schedule to talk about my Spotify rap numbers and to really highlight and thank you. Like, you know, I'm being a little bit. But, like, thank you guys and girls and non-binary people who also account for 2% of the listenership on Spotify. Like, I see you people and I love you people. And now there is a way that you can tell me that you love me as well and show me how much you love me by leaving a rating on Spotify podcasts, which is something that only Apple Podcasts allows their users to do, leave ratings and reviews. Spotify doesn't even have a review section yet. That'll come on Apple Podcasts if I'm looking at analytics. It lets me see the last 60 days and then it gives me a week by week or a month by month outlook on the trends and the analytics, but it doesn't even allow me to search for custom date ranges yet because the software and the the stuff is so new that they haven't even thought that that's a way that needs to be viewable or that they haven't had enough market feedback from their content collaborators and other people going, hey, it would be really helpful if you could view the numbers this way and specify or put in custom dates to see really specific analytics on podcasts or series or the growth over six months, 10 months, 12 months, 24 months, whatever it is, like these are still things that are being built and, and like there's, it, it, it's, it's, it's nuts, it's nuts. I mean, and you think about how much more growth is poised for this thing, podcasting, this ecosystem, right, if you will, it's really exciting and I'm about to carve my chunk out of it and really make some big moves this year. I'm telling you right now, we're putting it in today and tomorrow and every other day, I mean, I'm going to continue to work for it. You know, I'm going to throw that dime up there. I'm going to hang it up there and then I'm going to run up and I'm going to go fucking snag that shit. And we're going to score this year many times. We're going to run up the score this year just for all the people that said, eh, maybe don't do this. Eh, maybe stick to this. And eh, we don't want you here. Ha <laughs> ha. My friends, revenge is a dish best served cold. And baby, you know we got those cold cuts coming up in 2022. So a lot of today's episode is going to be a lot of goal setting. And I'm going to share with you my vision for where we're at this year and where I'm headed. I talked in the last episode about the fact that things are changing for me. Things are going to be changing in a big way. How much of that is going to happen, um, when it's going to happen, how fast it's going to happen, Things that I don't have the answers to, but I will try and give you the best answer with the most information that I can share with you at this point. Because I can tell you, there's some things in the pipeline that I think are going to happen, I hope are going to happen, and I feel like they're going to happen, but nothing is for certain, and nothing is for sure, nothing is guaranteed, nothing's ever promised tomorrow, today, okay? And going back to something that Tim O'Neill shared in his episode with me, it was perfect that we were talking the week that we were talking because there's been some stuff going on behind the scenes, stuff that I've teased a little bit, talked about a little bit as being like, hey, it's a big week, boys, a lot of pressure, all that kind of shit. Like, yeah, it's true. But when I was sitting there listening intently to what Tim was saying and looking at somebody that I just think the world of and hearing his answer to 
How do you not be so heartbroken when things don't go your way? How do you handle the fallout from a deal if it doesn't break your way? How do you do that? And he said, the first thing that I do is detach myself from the outcome. And that's a tough one for me. It is, you know, because like anything, an idea of fixation, you just start to work at it in your mind. And then for all the right reasons, internally, you're thinking, well, this is a no-brainer, but sometimes it's not always a no-brainer for other people. Sometimes you're just way off base. I don't think that's the case. Bars. (laughs) Bars. <laughs> but I, I I don't know. I don't know. And I needed to hear what Tim shared with me about detaching yourself from the outcome. And basically, all I got to do is give myself more options this year and not put so many eggs in one basket because I have been burned by that before, as evidenced when I once upon a time was trying to make my way and make some moves in the sports radio landscape. It just Things were said, and then when things didn't happen that were said, it leaves you feeling pretty fucking down and depressed. And especially when you build this date up or this thing up or whatever it is in your own mind and you get attached to the idea that it has to happen at that point because now it's in your mind, it's happening, you're there mentally, you're already thinking about things, and if it doesn't, then that's a really tough place to find yourself and to have to begin again. But you have to begin again. That's the whole point, you know? So we'll do all of that, and then I'll also share with you my goals that I'm setting for this year, as well as what's contributed to me thinking different, because I'm thinking different now. You know, my mind is working differently now. And there's been a few things that have contributed to this shift in my mindset, and when I start to build this vision and sat down to think about where I want to go this year and how I'm feasibly going to get there, and really going to get there, what's that path look like? What does it need to look like in order to get to these goals? That's changed. My mindset on all this stuff has changed. The show concept, a little bit, is changing. We're not rebranding, or we're not going to do anything that we haven't been doing. It's just that I'm going to be doing a lot less of the Uber stories, and a lot more of interviews with great guests, Fantastic storytellers, entrepreneurs, businessmen and women, more people on their healing journey, more people that are part of my healing journey or that have been a part of my healing journey. Those conversations are always really deep and really great, and they help me, and by sharing them with the world, hopefully it helps somebody else too, but there are some guests that I bring on that are for everybody, or maybe they're for somebody specific, like a group of people or represent and can teach me more about a group of people, sometimes the guests are for me, and I'm workshopping and guinea-pigging myself right in front of everybody and letting you look in on what those conversations are like when a lot of people either don't have those conversations or they have them behind closed doors. They think if anybody ever was to hear the things that I'm saying right now or the things that are being said to me, I don't know how I could go on. It's like for me, if people don't hear that stuff, if I don't have those conversations, and if I don't come on here and keep it real about it, then how can I ever go on, right? Like there's gonna be a lot of work that goes into not only the show but myself this year. So hitting on some of those personal goals, hitting on the podcast goals, hitting on the professional goals, and continuing to share this vision because all of those interviews and those guests 
are going to happen. They're going to happen. And the other thing that I'm going all in on this year is more of the open mic sessions, the table talks, what I did up at the Ohio State University in Columbus. I'm going to be doing a lot more of those at a lot more colleges and universities, and I will talk about why this shift has happened, why I think that that concept right there, open mic sessions and interviews, is going to be what I see the biggest biggest areas of growth in this show. I think it's a ticking time bomb. I think I've been building it. So now anybody that discovers it from this point on is looking at the work that I've been doing since Allow Me to Reintroduce Myself came out June 2020. And now there is this fire, right? If this was a cold space, it has been my business to be building a fire here. And now this flame is fucking lit, baby. We're rolling, man. And I'm going to figure out a way to now get that to the masses and to put it out there so that it exists for people to come and look at what I've built and be a part of this and continue to build and be in the tribe. Everybody listening, you're like a part of my micro tribe. And the people that I've had on the show, the guests, Every time they share one of these episodes and it goes to their family, they get tagged on social media, if one or two people, every single time I have a guest comes on and if one or two people listens to that and then becomes a weekly listener, well, after enough of those conversations, after enough of those guests, after a number of times that I see a huge pop like I did after Ohio State in terms of my following on social media, various various social media channels, and the listener numbers, like there's a direct correlation there in those weekends and in those events, right? So you are my micro tribe, and I'm building it week in and week out, and now I'm, I'm thinking bigger. I'm thinking bigger, and... Uh, I will get into what some of that is going to look like, how I plan on getting there, but interviews and open mic sessions, that's what we're going all in on, visual storytelling, audio storytelling, and at the end of the day, dude, you probably already know what I'm going to say, but real people, real stories, real talk, that's what it is, that's what we do. That's my thing. You know what I mean? Like, hey, who are you and what do you do? Hey, I'm Ben Tompkins and I have a ton of deep, intimate conversations with people, sometimes total strangers, but it's always real and it's great storytelling. It's great content and you should definitely check out the podcast. Hashtag T, baby. Website coming soon, iridewithbennyt.com. We got merch that I can't wait to tell you about and get going this year. We got more collabs in the pipeline. So we got a lot of things that we're planning on this year and I'm really looking forward to. So that's what today is, 22 Vision. Now, I will circle back to what has led to this shift, but I want to get into some of the other goals before I don't get into them and spend way too much time on some other stuff. So I want to continue after the interviews and the open mic sessions, which by the way, uh, (laughs) before I move on, open mic sessions, I've got UK, the University of Kentucky coming up. I've got Louisville coming up. I've got Western Kentucky. I'm going to do Northern Kentucky this year, just within the next four months. And I'm going to be hitting a lot of those spots, all of those spots in Kentucky. So we get a nice regional coverage there. Lock down this state, and then April, 
I'm going back to Atlanta, baby. Daddy's coming home. Magic City on a Monday. It's going to happen. And I was talking to Michael Cho, planning ahead and talking and saying, hey, am I cool to come down this week? I'm thinking about last year when I went down to Atlanta, it was the week after Easter. Well, this year, 2022, Easter falls on the 17th. So it's a week later in the month of April than it was previously. So as I looked at the calendar for the first time when we were on the phone, that was the first time that I realized that the 18th will be the first Monday after Easter, which is going to be the day that I was planning on coming down to Atlanta to do the open mic sessions and go back to the Atlanta Beltline, a year stronger, a year wiser, and a year deeper into this show and the current concept and the continuation of what it's going to keep evolving into like that is going to be such a powerful moment and it's the 18th it's my day it's Atlanta I don't know last time I was in Atlanta it's going to be pretty hard to top meeting Noah Shabib Drake's longtime producer frequent collaborator and co-founder of OBO Sound you know 40 that guy yeah met him at Magic City on a Monday last year in Atlanta and it was one of the greatest moments that I've ever had in my life not because I was like fanboying out, but because of what it meant for me and where I was in that moment and what it meant for me in the grand scheme of things. And to get his feedback and to have it be received so positively, it was awesome. And so now I'm going to be going back a year later and I cannot wait to get back down on that belt line. That belt line, those are my trenches, man. Those are my people, you know? And so to do it a year later and... um you know, to take what I was talking about in last week's episode and build upon that and continue building upon that in all of these different cities. And when I was doing the Uber Stories interviews, like that was all great because now that prepared me for all of these different open mic sessions, which are going to lead to way better content, way higher of a hit rate, and create that video content that my YouTube and my website and my TikTok and my Instagram and my followers and my listeners and my viewers and my subscribers so desperately need in their lives. <laughs> it's gonna, I'm just like, man, I'm flowing, man, because I'm, I'm really, really excited about what this year has to offer, but I cannot fucking wait to get back down to Atlanta and get back on that belt line, and it's gonna be my time. That is going to be my time. So that's what I'm kind of looking forward to. One One of the big podcast goals that I set for myself for 2022 is to average more than 200 listeners per episode, which I believe is something that's very reachable that I can get to towards the end of the year. It won't happen immediately. You know, we made a big jump in 2021 versus 2022. And right now I'm averaging about 167 listeners per episode and sometimes more, sometimes less. I've had some of my best ones go over 300. But like even that is a threshold that I'm going to try and break this year is more than 300 listeners on a given episode. These are still small numbers, but that creates a big opportunity for big growth. So I can't wait till I crack 500 or crack 1,000 on an episode. Or when we really think about, like, I'm thinking pennies. I'm thinking pocket change over here. If this thing takes off, like... I think it has the potential to do, like I hope that it does, and like I'm going to work and ensure that it does. Dude, we're talking chump change, man. A thousand, there's somebody out there that's listening, a big fish, maybe even a billion dollar whale, if you will, that would be listening and going, a thousand listeners per episode? Small potatoes, my friend. 
Yeah, but again, hey, you gotta start somewhere. Everybody started somewhere. Once upon a time, everybody was between I want it and I got it. And once upon a time, everybody was a nobody just trying to become a somebody so that everybody loved their work. That's what we're working towards. And one of those ways <laughs> is, is going to be continuing to average more and more listeners to the show. And when I lay out the rest of the stuff that we're going to do this year, I think that that is a very reachable and scalable number and something that is going to be in my crosshairs. And if I do way better than that, great, amazing. But if I continue at this rate by the end of the year, Hopefully, I will be averaging and will have average over 200 listeners per episode. More collabs, more sponsorships. I don't currently have any sponsorships today. Sponsorships was something that I was actively working towards every week and selling back when I left the radio station I was at and started to do this. And I just kept on running into the same issue that, great, we love what you're doing. We will definitely listen to the show. But we just don't really know or feel like our money would get a return on its investment. Or we don't really feel like our advertising dollars or our marketing dollars would get the greatest return of investment with you right now. As opposed to if we put it in other places or continue to put it in other places that have already been working for us. So I was fighting that a lot in the beginning. I'm still fighting that now. But I I stopped fighting that fight because... I just submitted to the fact that I want to build this thing so that I don't even have to really go knocking on that many doors. I have people who are coming to me who want to be a part of this, and it will get there. Like It it really will. I'm going to be so good, and I'm going to become so good that they can't ignore me. They're going to have to go through me if they want to reach the people that they're trying to reach, which... Again, I'll circle back to that and the audience and why I was so excited that we were trending younger in the 21 Wrapped episode, but there is very specific intention to these things. You got to know that. You got to understand that. And I'm just happy celebrating the growth and the success of this show to this point. At some point, yes, it will become a priority. Monetizing this podcast and Getting these things set up, more collaborations, more sponsorships, these are going to be things that I continue to do. And as the website gets built and as these other streams of income continue to come together and things that I'm going to be taking the time to build this year for myself, then I believe that these things will happen. But until I get there, I'm not tripping about it. I'm not because I know that it's coming. I know that it's coming. And I just got to continue to build this thing and make it into that desirable thing that people want to be a part of. Not just from a listener standpoint, but from a, hey, now we want to reach these people. And I, I'm probably repeating myself at this point, but that that's like, that's where I'm at with that, okay? Um, I have touched on this a few times, but having a website is going to be a game changer for me, as well as building an email list and merch. I got some pretty sick merch that I'm going to be dropping this year. Pretty excited about that. But these are all ways to monetize. Apple Podcasts now has a content collaborator, contributor type of a partnership deal where basically you pay $20 per year and then you can offer premium content and offer a subscription-based model if you want to for your podcast. Now, I don't necessarily know that 
a subscription model is right for me. It's not right now. But at some point, if there are that many people tuning in and I want to have some premium content for subscribers only, and I do have, even within the micro-tribe, that even smaller micro-tribe that is willing to pay to listen to me talk. It's not just me showing up on the college campus and having them scan a QR code, and it's not just you listening however you're listening currently. It's people who are paying to come and listen. We might be a ways off of that, but that is something that is on the horizon and that now exists for Apple Podcast users. And Spotify, probably not very far behind it, but those things are coming. The website, I'm just going to spend three minutes on the website really quickly. After I got off the phone and my interview with Kristen Garland, she was helping me understand that you want everybody spending time on something that you own, a domain that you own, you can track it, it's measurable, you've got analytics, and that is gonna be way more valuable for you than sending people to a bunch of different places. Like, great, I've got a Linktree set up, but I don't own Linktree, and I'm asking people to go and spend their time with me and their eyeballs and their clicks and all that stuff that people think that journalism is about. All of those things, they do matter, But instead of saying, go watch this video on TikTok, go read this thing I wrote on Instagram, go listen to my podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or SoundCloud or Google Podcasts or Stitcher or Anchor or any of the places, I don't own any of that stuff. But if I have one central place, a home, a host for my ecosystem, for all of the creative content that I'm producing in terms of my writing and my videos and my blogging and my podcast episodes, All of those things will be hosted on iridewithbennyt.com and I'll sell merch there and I'll sell those analytics because people are going to want to ask, what's your traffic like? What are your monthly users? What's blah, 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 blah. All that important stuff is going to be stuff that I am then able to track using my own website. Right now I got a link tree. That's great. That's way more than some people have, but there are really beautiful websites out there that are being designed for your boy by my friend Kristen Garland, and we're going to be working on that. I'm hoping to have that website up and running fully functional by the end of this month. So that is a big thing. And when I talk about the merch, yeah, we'll have some branded stuff, maybe do some giveaways here and there. Again, just another way to pump up those audience numbers and get people to share things or incentivize more people to leave ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, but also to lay out some of my more creative ideas in merch that I think can be ways to drive people back to the show. So for example, the Fuck Jerry people and the people that run Jerry Media, that started as internet memes. That started as people are coming to us and we need to find different ways to monetize and to be out there and exist in people's social habits and in their consumption habits in ways that are going to cross promote and land people back to our content. So they did like, what do you meme? And a bunch of these different games. They also co-produced the fire festival, a documentary that was on Netflix and have branched out outside of what got them there, which was being funny on the internet. And then creating a business to where now, believe it or not, I shit you not, I just looked this up, every single sponsored post that Jerry Media puts out there earns the firm $30,000. 
$30,000 per sponsored post. <laughs> I mean, that is huge, dude. Huge. Per post. That's fucking crazy, right? Yeah, but that's the going rate. So how can I, Ben Tompkins, who runs Real Talk with Ben Tompkins, that is set up under Godfather Media LLC, how can Godfather Media continue to make money that's not just this show and the advertising or sponsorships that it generates? How can I also have other things on a website that people can buy? And that if I have these games, which, you know, I'm like the game master, right? So I have already started to think and put work into games that I can create that people will be holding these cards in their hand or following along these instructions that then soft sell my show and create a small stream of people who are constantly checking in like, what is this? Who is this guy? Who created this game again? What does that guy do again? Where did he start out again? Those are all questions that they'll be able to answer for themselves when they go to my website and then read my about me. You know, these things are under construction. These things are coming. These things are happening. And it's going to be really, really exciting to get into this stuff because, I mean, to have my own real talk card game, going to be fucking sick. And I hope that you'll play it. And I hope that if you do play it, you better be prepared to potentially ruffle some feathers, have some real-ass conversations, because I guarantee you, man, I'm telling you, this game is not going to be for the faint of heart or for people that you leave things unsaid amongst, okay? It might ruin some friendships. It might cause some divorces. But hey, if it's real shit and it's real talk, then... Hey, <laughs> charge it to the game, homie. So those are my podcast goals for 2022. Some of my professional goals outside of the podcast, professionally earning money and finding a path forward that is aligned with me and my podcast that pays my expenses. I touched on this briefly. It's why I said I wanted to circle back to this. I'm still going to circle back to this towards the end or when it feels more appropriate, but I need to find a way to make money so that I can continue self-funding all of the things that you see for this show and all of the things that I'm talking about doing over the course of this next year and beyond. I got to figure out a way to do that. And my mindset has totally shifted from this is Uber stories and interviews and after everything that went down last year, again, I'm going to circle back to this. I don't want to go too deep into it, but finding a path that is aligned with me and my podcast that allows me to earn money to pay for the stuff is going to be something that is like priority number one. I'm weaning down from Uber. It's not going to be Uber. Uber was great. It got me this far, but everything that I've done has only gotten me this far. So how I continue to move forward where I'm trying to go is going to look totally different than what got me here. So that is going to be something that I'm really, really working towards. I have something that I think might be the thing that is like the perfect fucking storm of a company that wants me there to do something in podcasting that I feel totally aligned with that also allows me proximity to, you know, before I even get way into any of that, all I need you to know is that I'm thinking different, I'm built different, and the way that we grind and hustle this year is going to look a little different, but it's going to be great. Another professional goal that I have this year is to be a public speaker. 
So whether it's a speaking engagement, paid would be great. If not, man, going to talk to North Oldham High School or any middle school or any high school, my professors at the University of Kentucky, I'm in touch with them. I'm starting to think about how I can add that legitimacy as a public speaker and think about my first paid gig to come and share my story. Like That'll be sick. That's something that I want to do this year is be a public speaker. Networking with other podcasters. Something I did this last year was sit down with a guy named Andy Sly, who is a content creator. He's a YouTuber, and he lives right here in Louisville, and he does a bunch of stuff with Tesla, and I was like, dude, you live in Louisville. That's I don't really know anybody else who's doing this thing and being an influencer. He's an influencer for Tesla, basically. I'm like, can we meet up for coffee? And we did, and we chopped it up for probably 30 minutes, 45 minutes, I don't know, but um, really cool. Go check his videos out, at Sly, S-L-E-Y, but he's somebody that I'm going to bring on. And but, but doing that either with more networking events where I can meet a lot more Andy Slys or just regionally just starting to little by little expand my reach and have more conversations with these people, other podcasters. One of the episodes that came out last year was with Sarah Merrill, the creator of Big Kid Problems. And she lives down in Nashville. And that was a really cool episode. And I was able to give her advice because she's a great writer. She's fucking hilarious on the internet. First time podcaster. And I was able to kind of not coach her up or anything. I, I'm not making it sound like that, but just give her encouragement. Coach her up in that way, in that I'm like, hey, you're doing great. I think it sounds great. I think for somebody that's never done this before, sound really confident. You are already nailing the part of it where you're doing the show that you want to do versus the show that you think people want you to do, which is amazing. So just keep going, girl. Those kind of conversations and hopefully in a way that's more public, videos and with this podcast. is something that I'm going to be doing. And then finally, one LinkedIn post or poll every week. So whether that is about podcasting, whether it's responding to somebody else's comment or giving my answer for something, that's something that I've been doing and I'm becoming like a top fan on some of these people's pages and People are looking at what I'm posting and I'm going to continue to solidify myself as a podcaster and as a person in this space. And I'm becoming an expert in this space. I really am. Because you got to understand, everything that I do, I learn how to do it myself. I might not do it very well, okay, but I know how to do it. And I'm learning that and I've been laying this foundation brick by brick, like I talked about when we started. So when I say that solidifying myself as a podcaster sounds like a really broad, what the hell do you mean type of a goal, that's what I mean. I mean getting paid to host events and being an influencer and posting more on LinkedIn and nurturing that image of, hey, ask him. He's the guy that knows about podcasting. He's the guy that knows about that. He's the guy that knows about this. Being that go-to guy, I'm going to continue to be that go-to guy and continue to become that go-to guy. I'm the go-to guy for the hits right now. And in doing that, also networking with other podcasters and really cultivating this thing because this is my thing. Podcasting is my thing. This is my thing. So I'm going to keep leaning into that and doing stuff like posting every week on LinkedIn and establishing more credibility and solidifying myself as a podcaster is something that I'm going to keep doing. 
Let's jump into some of the personal goals that I set for myself. One of the things that I cannot ignore is the timing of when I received this book by Robin Sharma called The 5 A.M. Club. It was during one of my conversations with a longtime friend, somebody that's played such a major role in my life, somebody that I'm hoping to get on this podcast in quarter one of 2022 so that I can share her story with the world and also give her a public thank you for how much she helped save my life. And that's going to be a really, really powerful episode. But I was having this conversation with her about where this show is at, where I'm at personally. And she was like, hey, I've got something for you. And she runs back to her office and me and the dental hygienist and the assistant that were sitting there were like, where is she going? She runs back to her office and she brings out a copy of this book called The 5 A.M. Club. And she's like, I think you need to read this right now. It sounds like this is something that you would just absolutely eat up. And I think just based on this conversation and what you're sharing with me, this book is meant to reach you in this moment. And I gave these out to everybody as Christmas gifts. So here you go. Merry Christmas. This appointment was before Christmas. But I was like, oh my God, Like, thank you so much. I can't wait to get back out there and I will absolutely have you on the show. Please come on. Like, Let's find a time to schedule this quarter one. So I will have that happen. But in the meantime... I've been working at this now for three weeks, and it's not easy. It's really tough to force your body into a new rhythm, a totally new cycle. But getting up at 5 a.m. is something that I've done every day of the week this week, and it's something that I've been doing intermittently over the last couple of weeks, getting my body used to it, trying to figure out what time I need to go to bed in order to find my sweet spot. It's usually about six hours that I'm good. If I can get six hours, you know? But it's redoing these schedules in my life. It's revamping this stuff and finding a lot of inspiration. And I'm really glad. Like I didn't wait at all before jumping into this book and starting to flirt with getting up at 5 a.m. and trying to be in bed by 9 or 10 a.m., 9 or 10 p.m. It's because this book found me totally organically. And it seemed like a really, really interesting time to be receiving this and, again, just... I'll get into some of that, but it was just like this was supposed to happen. This was specific. It's a part of something way bigger than I can really understand or that I have a full comprehensive view of right now. But if I ignore this and let it sit on my shelf, then I think that that is doing a serious injustice to what just happened in this moment that just came about. And so in, in just out of respect for that and that alone... I'm reading this book and I'm truly incorporating it into my life. I'm getting up in the morning and you know I'm a nerd. I mean, I annotate these books as I go, so I'm highlighting and it's really good. But I don't know if I'm going to continue getting up at 5 a.m. every single morning, but I know that structuring my days like that and writing weekly schedules, another big, big personal goal for me, something that I was doing a lot last year, but then at some point when things start going good, you start to get comfortable and you start to get complacent and you start to fall off and you start to forget about all the things that you were doing that led you to get to that place of comfort and then you'd start to slack a little bit and you start to not be as diligent about writing down your goals or writing down your weekly schedule, accounting for your time, creating something that's measurable, right? 
Those are all things that when things are great, no one's really thinking about that. But then some shit hits the fan and you go, why did I stop doing that in the first place when things were going great? So getting back to making a schedule every single week and writing out how I plan on using my time and then later, how can I measure that time? That is something that I'm going to continue to do this year. Brush my teeth every day. Another goal. Something that at 29 years old, you don't think would be on a goal list. Something that you probably think there's no way I would ever share that if that was my goal. But brushing your teeth is something that is a great way to start every single day. Obviously for the health reasons, but just if nothing else, feeling like I've checked this thing off of my list. Because I can guarantee you when I go through my depressive phases and I go through those low moments and in the previous, there are, you know, let me put it this way. If you don't care about living or dying, then you don't care about what happens to your body. So things like brushing your teeth or brushing your hair in the morning or showering sometimes when you're really fucking depressed and thinking about death and suicide or trying to envision a future for yourself where you don't die before 30 or 40 or 50 or whatever the number is in your head, then that's something that you don't think about doing and that just goes unchecked. (laughs) But I do want to be here and I plan on being here for a long time and I plan on going for a pretty long run here. So sit back, relax, grab some popcorn, enjoy the show, but continue to brush your teeth every single morning because that is starting each and every day with a little check, something that you can then take as momentum and roll it into your next thing, however your daily and weekly schedule look. So that's why those two things are important. And being up at the 5 a.m. club is cool because You have all this time before you feel like the world is moving where you can really take the time. I've been using that time to write. That's why I've been putting out so many blog posts. That's why that website, when that finally gets going, is going to be filled with so much content and so many different writing pieces and think pieces and just, it's great because I can write and feel like nobody else is moving right now. It's just me here on the East Coast and the other 5 a.m. clubbers, and you can use that time to center, you can use that time to do yoga or to meditate and really feel like the world is silent, and that silence is golden, man. So, yeah, big, big proponent of the 5 a.m. club. We'll see a few months from now how that's going. I'll check back in, but right now, we're going pretty strong with it, and it's something that I plan on continuing throughout the rest of 2022. Stronger relationships is something that's pretty broad, but I touched on it a little bit in the last episode. The people that are in my life are in there for a reason, and it's because they've proven to me over the last couple years or they've showed me in some way that they not only want to be here, but that they deserve to be here. And stronger relationships, deepening those relationships and strengthening those bonds with the people that I don't have to beg to stay, that show up and want to be here and want to be a part of this is something that I'm going to continue to do. As well as more writing, at least three hours every week. So as I was mentioning, I'm getting up, I'm writing every single morning, whether it is for the show and my Instagram account or using the things like the creative journals and there's one called My Dysfunction, there's one called 500 Writing Prompts, there's another one that's an add-on addition to the book Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey, which is really fucking cool. Or another one that I just got for Christmas that is called Trust Your Crazy Ideas and it's a creative journal and workbook. 
I'm using these things, these tools every single morning to write. So three hours every week of more writing and again, just tapping into that creative flow and that energy. And that's a reason that I'm feeling, I feel like so great right now is because I am locked into this shit and I'm tapped into this shit and I'm going to continue to do that. More writing in 2022. Host a social event or an experience. This is something that is has been a dream for me up until this point, but now it's a goal. Now it exists on this personal goal list and hosting a social event or an experience is gonna be something that I am really looking forward to. Hopefully paid, you know, somebody will bring me in and give me the microphone and it'll be like passing LeBron the ball and just being like, go, just cook for 10 minutes straight or 30 minutes, 40, however long. But hosting a social event and creating that experience, bringing people together so that people are having a great time and I can also continue to scratch that glue guy itch. You know what I mean? Best feeling for me is looking out either at a room, at a table, at a crowd of people and just seeing all of these people who maybe didn't know each other or didn't think that they would like each other or whatever the case is, you think about all the reasons that they probably wouldn't be hanging out and yet there is one reason that they are and I'm that reason. I'm that guy. That is a really cool feeling and something that I really want to do this year. As well as uh, not have any binges that last two or more days eating wise. I think that's doable. Read more than three books. (laughs) I said that I wanted to read a book per month last year. That was one of the goals that I did not reach. So I did read two books for sure last year, arguably three, didn't finish it, but got mostly in. I could probably give you a pretty great book report on it. I could easily write a book report on it that would earn an A. But I didn't reach that goal of hitting a book per month, and I think that reading more than three books based on last year is a reachable and realistic goal for me. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to read more than three books. And after I get done with the 5 a.m. club, probably this month, then I'll be a third of the way there. Bet. All right, cool. Continue my work with Big Brothers Big Sisters and developing more people who are underneath me, showing them the way, being a mentor, being a leader, leading by example. That's the thing. When I say glue guy, people think that that doesn't mean that because there's not many glue guys who are also the star of the team and the guy that is or the girl who's leading by example. You think glue guy, you think role player, not really in the spotlight. I'm in the spotlight. And I am all of these things that I just mentioned. So being a mentor and being a leader and doing Big Brothers Big Sisters, continuing my work with my little brother, something that I'm going to keep on doing and something that I'm going to keep on doing for life. That's real. Self-work. Here's a personal self-work goal is beginning talk therapy or in-depth coaching sessions with a therapist. I currently see a psychiatrist for medication, and we do talk because he's a talker. He loves when I get to get some FaceTime with him, and we have that time set aside, and then we end up talking a lot about things that I would talk about with a normal psychologist, but they're mostly related to the medications. So it it is, but it isn't the same thing. You know what I mean? 
Psychiatrists prescribe medication. Psychologists don't. They are the ones that you sit down with to begin either DBT skills or different ways to to get inside your mind and get inside your experiences and your memories and your stories and heal from those things and categorize those things and put those in their tiny places or their big places, however big or small they are. But that's like something that I haven't been able to afford because I'm on Medicaid and I'm like at the mercy of what I can afford. It's disgusting to me that healthcare and specifically mental healthcare is so fucking expensive that so much of it is not covered by the plans that many people are in from providers like Humana or Blue Cross Blue Shield or wherever you get your healthcare from. It's sad that mental healthcare, good mental healthcare is so expensive when it's probably the most important thing. So why do you think that is? Maybe it's because they don't want everybody getting smarter and knowing themselves more and making more decisions based on what they want and what's best for them. It's like if we keep you people in the dark, maybe then we won't have to deal with your bullshit. But, you know, too bad. I'm coming and uh, (laughs) get ready, right? But doing that is something that I'm going to hope to do this year as I make more money and monetize. And then move out of Kentucky is a goal that I wrote down. It's something that I hope happens this year. It's something that I think may happen. Um... I do have a place in mind. I have a few places in mind, but I have a specific place in mind. It may happen. It may not this year, but if not, okay. You know, I've learned how to exist here in a peaceful way, in a way that feels good, whereas I thought that that was impossible. It's a big reason why I left in the first place is because it's too painful for me to be here. I don't want to be here. I don't want to spend time here. I've worked through that. I've done that largely on my own because, as I just alluded to, it's not like I'm sitting here working on this stuff with somebody. I'm doing this through this show. You guys are literally, depending on how long you've been with me, you've been watching me heal myself and in turn heal others. And that's what we've been doing every episode. And when it finally culminates in some way that takes me out of Kentucky, that moves me to a place that I want to get to, that'll be just the most empowering feeling of my life probably and totally validate everything that I've been doing and manifesting. But it's not that I think that I'm better than Kentucky. It's not that I think that there aren't places and people and situations and things within this state that can continue to make me grow and make me get out of my comfort zone. But I have really outgrown a lot of the places and people that I used to spend time with or at in this state. And I just feel like my growth journey is going to continue outside of Kentucky. No shade against the state. I love being from Kentucky. I think it's cool. I still rock Kentucky blue on these hoes. Proud to be from this state. But There are things out there that are bigger than me. There are ponds and rivers and lakes and oceans that I am aiming to swim in amongst other sharks that are just bigger than Kentucky has to offer. And that's okay. That's okay. I'll always come back here. I'll always cherish my time here and the things that I've learned, especially these mixtape days and being in this basement. I will never forget that. Never forget where I came. And no matter where I'm headed, I promise to stay the same. 
But there are other places that I'm aiming for, and moving out of Kentucky is a goal that is going to bring me closer to these other bigger professional and podcast goals, put me in a better situation personally, and those are the things that I'm striving for. So that's why moving out of Kentucky is on my personal goal list. Fitness goals and financial goals, I'm not going to spend a ton of time on these. I'm going to wrap up, and I'm going to spend about 15 minutes filling you in on where things are at for me personally and what has led me here to shape my 2022 vision and what has contributed to making some of these goals goals for me. But before I get into that, I do want to share just a couple of fitness goals and financial goals because when I get to the end of 2022, I'm going to want to listen back and look back at what I set out to achieve and then measure how I did. So one of my fitness goals is one hour of movement every single day. It used to be spend this many hours in the gym. It used to be do this many miles of running. It used to be this many CrossFit classes per week. It used to be bench and squat and deadlift this much. It used to be a lot of things. But at this point in my life, one hour of movement every day. And really, I'm doing about two because I go to the gym for two hours when I schedule that. But at least one hour of movement every day. And movement left intentionally non-specific and broad so that one day if I'm feeling jumping rope in intervals or one day if I'm feeling just getting a really good stretch in, you know, a lot of times I'll start doing stretches and PT exercises and yoga to get my body loose and then I'll just bang out 15 push-ups or I'll do 15 sit-ups or I'll do 20 squats because it just feels good or I'll do calf raises. I'm just feeling myself out listening to my body, and trying to move every single day at least for an hour. Walking, running, lifting, boxing. I'm doing a lot of boxing. Watch these fucking hands, haters. One hour of movement every single day is something that I can easily track and I think is a very realistic goal. As well as one hike per month. That's more of a pleasurable goal. I love hiking. So one hike per month. I want to save up enough money to where week in and week out, I'm paying for a meal prep service, which I'm not going to give a free plug to the one that I started using in Louisville before I started traveling a lot, but I did do a week's worth of meals from a place that does that and offers those services. Maybe that's a collaboration that I'm able to capitalize on this year, but That meal prep service, dude, it's so easy eating healthy. If you can just take something from the fridge and heat it up and it tastes fire, it was prepared in an industrial kitchen by a legitimate chef, and all you have to do is heat it for two minutes and then boom, you've got healthy, good-tasting food. That's the problem for me is I get hungry, I get starving, okay, I get starving, and then I look and see what's available and nothing is very immediate, and that's a really bad place to be because then you're likely going to reach for stuff that's easy, which what does that mean? Chick-fil-A drive through ordering pizza, eating junk food from a gas station with some lunch meat and cheese that you think is doing pretty good and you think you're doing things healthy, but like, no, 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 no. Meal prep service, that is important. Um, I want to continue to build out my home gym. I've got a ton of equipment. That's why I'm, I've been able to take the stuff down to the lake house or I've been able to do a lot of home workouts. I'm able to use other places that are available to me that I have access to and privilege to be at, which uh, isn't open to the public, which is like, (laughs) you know, kind of cool, right? When they give you a key and you're like, yeah, uh, actually check the list, bitch. 
that's kind of a really cool feeling, a superior feeling. Uh, but um, to continue to build up my home gym, um, my repertoire of tools that I have available to me, I'm really, really close to having an incredible set, but I need a barbell and I want a box and I need some dumbbells. And after I get those three things, or I guess multiple sets of dumbbells, but a barbell and a box, I'll have almost anything else that I need to write my own wads, program my own workouts, and more importantly, take that anywhere that I need to go so that I am not reliant on a typical brick and mortar gym or specific location. I can pack all that shit up with me just like I can pack up all my podcasting shit up with me and I can go and do those things wherever I go. I did that when I went to Chicago and Nashville and Columbus and ever since then I've just continued to add things to this personal gym stash of equipment that I've got and that's something that I'm going to continue to do. And then financial goals, I'm really not going to share a lot of these but uh, you know, if things break the way that I want them to and the way that they, they might and that I hope that they do, then it'll put me in a great position to where I can actually buy a house and have a mortgage and put equity into something rather than pay money towards something that I don't own and just waste that money in rent. Purchasing a space is a big goal. It's a big goal for any adult buying your first home. I don't really need a home. I want a condo with a room that I can fit as my studio. And whether that is getting a house outside of a city where I've got a little bit of a commute if I need to go into the city for anything, but I have my own standalone space. The, 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 the problem with apartments and complexes is that you have people who are walking above you. Unless you live on the top floor then you have people that you can hear above you or you can hear people through the walls or underneath you. That is not ideal for a podcasting space and an acoustic space. You want to keep sound out. Well, buying a home, maybe a little two-bedroom home, is a way around that. And that's a way to own something, build equity into something. And uh, my credit's great. And purchasing a space, like a home, and going from being a renter from the last 10 plus years of my life to owning something and being like, yeah, it's mine. I own it. I bought it. Yeah, I'm going to do some fixing up because I want to make this place as best as it possibly can be. That's something that's cool to me. Really cool to me. As well as building a passive income stream. That is something that is super important. It's how you get ahead. It's how you win the game of life, creating multiple passive income streams for yourself and doing it in a way that's aligned with who you are and what you enjoy doing so that it's not something that fucking drains you and that you don't look forward to dealing with, but something that you genuinely enjoy spending your time doing, but that also earns you quiet money. You know, If your money can make you money while you sleep, you're winning at life. That is literally how you win at life. And building passive income streams is something that I talked about with my friend Rachel Richards, best-selling author of Money Honey, A Guide to Getting Your Financial Shit Together. Great interview, great episode. And somebody that is like from the same high school, from the same community as me, same tribe in many ways, and has built multiple passive income streams for herself, is retired, and I'm pretty sure is a millionaire. And she graduated one year before me. <laughs> So these things can be done, but as the saying goes, it takes money to make money. 
Many passive income streams are things like owning a property and renting it out to people and having it on Airbnb and being a property manager. Well, that takes money. You got to get loans. You got to have an initial investment. You got to have something that you put up. You got to have collateral. You got to have earnings. You got to have a way to get yourself out of a fuck me situation if you get fucked, which playing with the housing market and other passive income streams that people play around with is sometimes you get fucked, you know? But more times than not, it creates something of lasting value that continues to make you money while you sleep, which is beautiful. So that is something that's big. And then this might be more of a wish for 2022, maybe. Um, but buying a Tesla, a black Tesla, I think would be fucking sick and is something that I certainly want at some point. I think there's going to be a massive shift at some point from just gas-powered cars. It's going to have to be. From gas and like traditional methods of, what do you even fucking call that? Uh, I don't know, just moving towards some kind of a more sustainable way to get myself around. That's, that is better for the environment. That's not why I'm doing it. I just think that Teslas look cool and it seems that even the traditional Fords and all the different American manufacturers that had to be bailed out because of their resistance to change, <laughs> ironic, they're going to be forced to compete and play the game in which is being played. And with Tesla and all these different manufacturers now coming out with electric vehicles, EV port charging vehicles, it's just going to continue to make gas seem like, why the fuck would I ever pay $4 a gallon and put it into a car when I can just charge at my house? Fuck all that bullshit, not give any money to the oil companies, and be a little bit more self-reliant. Yeah, that's something that I want to do. That's something that like is a goal for me. And uh, I don't know. The last thing is get good health care. <laughs> I talk a lot about how I don't have health care. It's something that I would like to get in 2022. And uh, if things go the way that I think that they might go, then all of these things, even though currently sitting here looking ahead, seem like wishes. Based on my income alone right now, based on where I'm at currently, sitting in this studio chair here today and being in Louisville, being in this space, these things, some of them, and just in terms of the financial goals, seem like wishes. Buy a Tesla, buy a home, get good health care, passive income stream. That's stuff that doesn't just happen where I'm at. But here's the thing. If things work out the way that I think they might work out and hope they might work out, then these things suddenly become how many months is it going to take until we're able to do this? And that's real. So I want to spend the last 10 or 15 minutes talking about this and sharing with you what I can. And then after that, I'm going to go back to putting my head down and making it become a reality. But that is really the conclusion of all the goals that uh, I'm going to share. I have other goals that are really just for me that I'll revisit at some point and measure just like the rest of these things. But a lot of this stuff is, you know, if I do an hour of movement every day, that's going to bring me closer to ultimately where I'm trying to go in terms of my fitness journey. If I 
spend at least three hours writing. And if I do truly get up at 5 a.m. like almost every morning or I'm hitting that every week, maybe not every day, but if I'm shooting for that every week and I get my body into that cycle, which now that I'm on the third week of flirting with this, it's feeling like I'm going to go on a pretty big streak here, so we shall see. But if I get up every single morning and I write for at least an hour, if I move for at least an hour, and if I dedicate time to doing these things, eventually I don't even have to write any more goals because anything that I would have wanted to forecast or make a goal will come as a byproduct of hitting these goals. One hour of movement every day. Reading more than three books this year going to bring me more information and especially if they're books that are within my field and I'm nurturing that other goal of solidifying myself as a podcaster and continuing to establish my credibility in this space well then there you go I'm reading a book about podcasting and that's killing two birds with one stone you know my money's making money maybe not yet but it will and with any of these goals that I'm setting I might not be there yet but I'll get there I'm gonna get there don't worry. Don't you worry about me. The kid's got it coming. He's got a plan. He's got the schematics, and he's got the 20,000-foot view on the game. Best believe that. And I've got it from the comfort of the trenches because we in the mud, baby. That's how we started this year, out at the lake house, getting right and getting it from the mud. It rained all weekend, almost in Louisville and at our lake house, which is where I went off the grid, 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 grid and got right for this year and mapped out the year that we're going to have. So we got some good stuff coming down the pipes. Here's something that I think is it's 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 in the pipeline but I cannot give you specifics on it just because I don't know if it's going to happen or not. I think it's going to happen. Uh, it feels really right. It feels like me and this company are totally aligned in what they want to do, what I've already been doing. And I might have just became a person that they just picked to write a chapter in history and this shit has got me sick. But if I really do it, don't expect to get a split because this truly is some shit I don't expect for y'all to get. All right, because if it happens, then I am like all that stuff that I was talking about in terms of solidifying myself as a podcaster is going to like, oh, my God, dude, talk about <laughs> talk about being the go to guy for the hits. I will become that. I will be that. But as I started to go through this year and as I continued to get feedback as I went along from city to city, as I experienced car troubles, as I had all of these things start to make me rethink the long-term viability of the show and its former concept, then I started to really see more obstacles and hurdles and challenges that I was going to have to overcome rather than a way forward, which is not a problem. Like I'm not somebody that shies away from challenges or confrontation or moments that make you grow and moments of pain temporarily that lead off to some growth later on down the line. It's not that at all. It's just that at some point, you've got to figure out that either there's a route for you or there's not. And doing the Uber Stories thing and doing Uber Stories Cities, that was all great. It all has contributed to where I'm currently at right now, but it helped me rule that out. So a lot of the stuff that I was doing in 2021... I said, this is great. I need to do more of this, a la open mic sessions and interviews. And then there was some other stuff that I said, 
maybe this isn't how I continue to move forward, a la the Uber stories and driving for Uber. Uber is wrecking my body, being in the car that long, and I'm working through and building up my body from the ground up, from like, oh man, brick by brick, baby. But I am literally doing all of these things, and I just thought, you know what? I don't think that this is really the path for me anymore, so let's find a way that I can move forward. And something that happened that I didn't talk about on the show, that I did not have disclosed to really many people or anybody publicly or anything, and which I'm still not disclosing here, but something happened to me when I was in Chicago, a connection and a mentor that I reached out to to say, do you know anybody in Chicago? Do you know anybody that you would be able to put me in touch with? I know Barstool's up here. I know that there are major media companies that have offices here. Could you maybe give me a warm introduction? And can I maybe sit down with somebody that you know and talk to them about what I'm doing? The person got back to me and said, do you have time for a call later? I think I might have something that is interesting for you. I'm like, sure, okay. You guys gotta understand I am in the trenches. I am trenched the fuck up. I am literally in the middle of this whole Uber Stories thing. Atlanta had gone great. Nashville had gone great. Now I'm sitting in Chicago in the summer of 2021, and I am thinking that this is the way forward for me. And I'm pitching that show and that concept and following up on some things that me and this person had sat down with a while ago and talked about, and now I'm finally like, hey, all those things that I said watch me go out and do, it's taken me a little bit of time, about a year or two, but hey, I've done them, and now I'm in a position where you might be able to unlock a door that I might not be able to access yet, so could you put me in touch? Yeah, no problem, okay. Well, we get on the phone, and this person then proceeds to pitch me on their company, and You gotta understand, I felt baited and switched. They had a need, they thought that based on what I had already proven to them and based on what I'm doing, it makes me a prime candidate to come and be the guy that they choose to launch a podcasting division and offer podcasting services to the clients that they serve who are already asking if they're able to help them with their podcast. Hey, I wanna host a podcast. You help me with this thing, could you help me with this? Those are questions that this company has been getting, and it was at that time that the person that co-founded the company was like pitching me to do this, and I just didn't even hear it. It fell on deaf ears. It totally, I didn't even give it a minute to breathe and sit and think. I told him no before the call was over and gave him my answer. I didn't even think about it. And you gotta understand, A, I felt a little bit baited and switched, but B, more importantly, up until that point and up until this point, everything that anybody has approached me with, because I get approached all the time. People want me to come and sell their shit. People want me to be a part of their team. People are constantly reaching out to me, recruiters. Hey, Ben, how's it going? You sound like a perfect person for what this company is looking for. I shoot them down every single time. And it's not because I think it's illegitimate or it's not a great opportunity. It's because it's not my opportunity. And when I was sitting there in this hotel room, literally about to go drive and do the Uber Stories episode in Chicago, 
I got this call and I was like, wait a second, this isn't what I was reaching out for. No, I would feel terrible if I'm just not even willing to consider my show and my thing taking a backseat or being something that I have to use as a side hustle while I take on a larger role within a company and start taking a paycheck from somebody and have money to do all of the things that I need money for for this show and just for fucking living. But also, I just cannot afford to do that right now because I am so deep down this path that if I go and do that, it's going to take away all the time that I'm spending for the show. And when I was driving for Uber, there was just no way doing Uber stories that I was going to have the time or find the time to work a full-time job and work as many hours as I think that this job is going to demand, this role is going to demand. (laughs) Building this fucking thing, it's going to be really exciting if I am the one that does it, but I, uh, oh my God, dude, it's exciting. It's really exciting, but it's uh, one of those things where I just there's not enough time in the day for me to do Uber stories and the show in its former concept and take on a nine to five or an eight to six job. There's just no way. But that was in June. And as I continued to go along month after month, I started realizing all of these different obstacles that I was facing. The harder and harder it felt that I was going to be able to continue to move forward with the Uber stories thing. And the more and more I thought about it, the more and more this opportunity seemed like a no-brainer. It was like, wait a second, this is in podcasting, it's at a really fucking cool company, it's in a city that you would love to live in, that you have never lived in before, but that you would absolutely fucking love being there. These things seem totally aligned. Why not reach back out? Because if they wanted me then, They'll probably want me now. At least that's what I thought. That was the assumption that I was operating under. So I reached back out to this person, explained this shift in mindset for me, explained why I was thinking different and what had led to that, and the fact that, hey, I just wasn't ready to hear that opportunity when you floated it to me and you pitched it to me, but now I am. I'm really ready to have that conversation and listen, can we please hop back on a phone call if it's not too late? And All I got back was a link to the calendar and I scheduled a time and was like, bet. Hopped on the phone, learned more about what the opportunity was and what type of a role that they need, what problems they're currently facing and the market feedback that they're getting from their clients is currently making them say, we need to do this. People are asking for it. We need to do this. It's also really, really exciting when you think about not only servicing the clients of people that would be working already uh, with the company, but also you start thinking about, dude, once we get this perfected, this process with our people, you know, air quotes around me injecting myself into and using this type of language as like we or I or our or any of that stuff, okay? So roll with me here, but if people are already using our services and asking for this and we have them to work through and perfect these processes with, and by the way, 
I'm still going to be using a lot of this stuff for like I'm I'm going to be solving my own problems as we go along. You guys say that you want to build something from the ground up. You guys want to say that instead of acquiring a company, you wanted to build your own thing. So that's why we're having this conversation and we want to go through these processes together. Guess what? There's a lot of them that I've already been doing that I can share what I've learned along the way. There's a lot of them that I might not know yet, but that I'm going to have to continue to learn for myself and the growth of my show so we can learn those things together. And there's also a lot of other things that I don't even know yet. I don't even know what I know, right? You don't know what you know, but I am the person that you want to be taking this journey with because I am about this life. I am dedicated to this life. This is what I love to do. This is what I'm best at. And I want to share that with the world. And I want to enable more storytellers to be able to tell their story so that anybody that wants to start, host, and market their podcast can do that. And I can help with that. And then you start talking about assist leader. Think about those numbers, okay? It's exciting. I am the person that they are talking with to potentially do that. And as I got back in touch and he put me in touch with their COO, And we had that call about three weeks ago at this point. And it went as well as it could have possibly gone. I prepared. I was ready. I laid out how I would do this and went totally in-depth, creating a Dropbox link with all the information and anything that anybody, if they're looking at me and saying, hey, we want to learn a little bit more about this guy. Who is he? Where is he coming from? Right? Where the hell? (laughs) Where did you come from? How do you know Ben? There's this Dropbox that tells my story and gives information so that if I can't be in the room constantly selling myself, anytime that anybody has this conversation about me coming to the company to be the one to do this with, now I've got a silent speaker for me. I've got this Dropbox link and I've got the show every single week. And some of the people may listen to this and they may not. And I'm cool with either because I'm keeping it intentionally very nonspecific so that if things don't work out, it has shifted my perspective in, okay, so there are people who need help marketing, publishing, hosting a podcast. And beyond that, just the individual needs of people, there are companies, like take big ass fans, for example, local business, started here in Kentucky, they host a podcast every week, I think. I don't know. I listened to like 15 minutes of it. Pretty good. But they share a lot of industry-specific information on there. They build their culture on there. And if anybody is to listen to it, it's immediately going to raise the credibility and the authority of somebody in the big-ass fan space or the cooling space or the drying space. Now, if you look up, if you don't know what big-ass fans is, literally the next time if you work in some type of an industrial place, gyms, Amazon warehouses, you look up and there's the biggest fucking fan that you've ever seen in your life, it's probably a big-ass fan. That's They they probably, like, they they get away with big-ass fans. The biggest fucking fan that you've ever seen in your life is kind of a mouthful and a little bit more vulgar than big-ass fans. But they are doing that. And yet, they're doing that because somebody within their company knows how to do that. But let's say you have a company that they don't know how to do that. Well, how are they going to do it? <laughs> Who are they going to call? Call me. Call the kid. Call your friend Benny T. And he'll show up and he will get you right. And it was great because 
in the time that elapsed between my initial conversation with this person and then the time that we're following up and then even fast forward to when I'm on the phone with their COO, it's like, hey, I literally did this since the last time we talked. I hired an intern. I helped this kid start his podcast and now he's publishing episodes every single week and it sounds pretty good. So I think that I've continued to prove why I am the person to do this and sit back and watch. I'm going to continue to prove it no matter what. So that went as well as it could have possibly gone. It was something that had been floated to me and mentioned in terms of timelines as happening in quarter one. So I'm thinking, hey, if this goes well, then maybe I'll be able to go ahead and fly out, meet the team, get going on this and start to really think about where I'm going to be living. And that's why buying that house seems like a wish at this point based on what you know. But based on what I know, it seems like the next chronological step in going and following this path if it shakes the way that I, I think it might, okay? But, and and I also, like, the reason I'm sharing this stuff is because I don't want it to just happen and then out of the blue, you guys are like, what, 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 you know? I want to be able to say, hey, I can't share everything with you, but we've got some good stuff coming up and I think this is going to work. And I, and I just, I think that for all of those reasons and many, many, many more I am the perfect person to come and do this with. I've got sales experience. I love podcasting. I live it. I've built my own studio. (laughs) When we start to think about, are we going to have our own studios at this place? Hey, guess what? It's really fucking unique and ironic that the guy that we picked to come and be the head of our podcasting division and network also used to sell acoustical space equipment and knows the dynamics of sound in and out and knows how to build a studio and used to educate architects in the Bay Area about how the dynamics of sound should be taken into account and how to design a space thinking about achieving critical listening and keeping all the sounds that you want in while keeping out all the sounds that you want out. Let's get that guy. Because he has uniquely positioned himself, either by accident or on purpose, which really, you look back at all this shit, dude, it was calculated. These are calculated moves. None of this shit happened by accident, and none of the shit that happens after this episode right here is by accident or mistake. It's all part of uh, me and the hustle that I'm putting in and some part of a bigger picture that, as a human being, I just cannot understand but there is something larger at play here the timing of all of these things there's i don't i can't explain it call it god call it the universe call it i don't even know what mother earth just being like hey we fucking love this guy let's throw him a couple of fastballs right down the middle and see if he can swing and connect on them those are starting to come for me now and they weren't previously you know and it's really cool It's really cool. It's exciting. It's really exciting. And it's like, so you're telling me that for my 30s, for the next decade, that's how I'm thinking about this next move. And listen, if it's not this, then it's going to be either doing this at one of their competitors to make them wish that they had taken me on, okay, and building this somewhere else. If I have to do that, I will. If I have to build it myself, 
I don't necessarily know that I want to do that or that I have the resources, but if I'm at a big company and I'm, I've got the ball in my court and we're playing my game, I'm talking millions of dollars in advertising as I leverage together a network of the people that we are servicing as clients. They're all going to have medium to large followings, all dedicated listeners. That presents a really, really unique opportunity to leverage that to potential sponsors and tell a business owner or whoever is making that decision, their CFO, whoever, their, their exec team, exactly where their sponsorship dollars are going to be placed, exactly what they can hope to return on their investment, and exactly what they can expect. That's key. That's key. So I'm pretty close to that. And when we were going through this stuff, it was like quarter one. After the call with the COO, it went, again, as well as it could have possibly gone. But they let me know that this is something that, yes, it's a priority, but it's something that they are not prioritizing until quarter three of 2022. So feel free to reach out after July 1st. I've kind of given you my answer. We're wrapping up all of our other initiatives and we had things already that we were working on, that we were trying to launch. This is coming. This is something that we're going to do. You are the person that we are interested in and you're the only person that we're speaking to about this at this point. So you don't have any competition, but reach out on July 1st. Man, I've been in that situation before and you don't know. You don't know if it's going to happen. You think it is. I think it's going to happen. Everything in my being tells me that the timing on everything and the way that it came about, the things that I've been doing, getting off that call, and then having that interview with Tim that week and being like, you, you just need to detach yourself from the outcome. You know, It's either closed or it's not closed. And right now, that's why I'm being loose with some of the specifics on this because it's not closed and it's not something that I can bank on. But going down this path and starting to think about my path is not going to be Uber stories. It's going to be figuring out ways that I can earn money and then on the weekends go all in on my show, which is continuing to evolve. And I will spend more time on colleges and universities doing the open mic table talks because that presents a tremendous amount of value for potential sponsors that are trying to reach people in that age group. And you think about somebody that's graduating from college, most of the time it's somebody that's probably about to have a discretionary income for the first time. If they're getting a job within their field and making some money and saving some money, that is somebody that advertisers want to get at. They want to reach those people. They want to influence their purchasing decisions and they want to hook those people for the rest of their lives so that they've got a constant stream of business now that somebody is getting in with them at 22, 23, 20 years old, 24 years old and is a customer for life. And as I was building on and set up some of those rap numbers and being as my audience is like a 70%, at least on Spotify alone, so I don't have the Apple podcast numbers, but Spotify alone, 77% of my audience is comprised of people that are aged like 18 to 29 years old. So that is incredible. And doing more of the open mic table talks and getting more video content, having more things on YouTube, raising that visibility, getting out there, high traffic areas, 
It's only a fucking matter of time, man. And for me to spend my 30s building my show, but also building a podcasting network and working with a company that enables storytellers to tell more stories, that is exactly how I want to spend the next 10 years. And I am totally cool having an 8 to 5, 9 to 5, 8 to 6, whatever it is, I will go ape shit on this shit because it's my shit, you know? This is what I do. Give me the ball, let me cook. I will become great at that during the week and on nights and the weekends. All I got to do is set up in a high traffic area and have somebody that's coming with me to video this shit because I can't live and hold the camera. Somebody got to take this. That's how I'm going to spend my weekends and my nights. I already said, never having kids. I'm never going to be in a situation where I can't spend my time exactly the way that I want to. And so on the weekends and on nights, I'm going to be a fucking hermit. I'm going to be grinding. But I'm going to be building the show. And doing interviews and the open mic sessions is something that I can totally do on the weekends and on nights. And I can handle all of the Godfather Media stuff during my free time that's not being spent at this company, right? Building my show. And then eventually at some point, my show becomes so wildly successful because I've been doing all this shit for and being consistent with it for so long that then once people start to, it starts to blow up, people are like, oh my God, we want more of this. And then advertisers are like, we want to reach all these young people that you're reaching on these college campuses and your listeners and all these people that present opportunities for us. We want to reach them through your show. So here's a bunch of money. Now, can we do that, please? At some point, My longest-term goal will be monetizing this show in a way that I can totally be self-sustainable through this show and through my other passive income streams that I will have built over the next 10 years. But until we get to that point, I need to figure out a way to earn money so that I can do that and find that hustle and that balance between me and my show and the things that I'm doing and something that's aligned with who I am and what I love to do. So... Things started to shift for me in a major way. And that's why I'm I'm leaning more into the open mic sessions, the interviews, and the feedback that I've been getting on the interviews has been fucking phenomenal. So that's something that we're going to continue to do. And it's great because if my show isn't about the Uber stories and I don't have to drive in order to get those stories and those connections, well, now I have a lot of time that I can then use and put towards working at this company and building this thing with them over the next 10 years, five years, however long. I'm, I mean, it's just it just seems like a totally perfect thing. <laughs> and for me to get to live in a really dope city and have such a close proximity to so many colleges and universities, I mean, I'm talking just a couple hours away from at least seven colleges and universities, major ones. I'm like, dude, on the weekends, that's what I'm going to be doing is going to these places and doing episodes of my show and doing interviews every week, which again, is like, hey, if I need to schedule two hours every Tuesday for an interview, but I'm putting in all this other work and I have flexible bosses and I have flexibility and the freedom to do that and bosses who trust me and know that my work is being done, guess what? I'll probably have the leeway to be able to do that and take a couple hours in the middle of a weekday If that's the only time that my guest could schedule, it's like, hey, you know what? Yeah, go for it. Having the backing to do that, amazing. And 
Having a salary for the first time since 2018, amazing. Having health care for the first time since 2018 would be amazing. Being able to put a deposit down on a house and a Tesla, fucking amazing, right? There's levels to this shit. There's levels to this shit. But I'm really hoping that it works out and that all of these things come true. I am able to go and do it with them because I, I just, man, it's just, it was just, I think it's meant to be, honestly. I, I truly believe that it's meant to be. And you know what? If it's not, for whatever reason, I can live with knowing that I gave it all I had, and if it wasn't me, then maybe for whatever reason, it wasn't meant to be. But I absolutely sold them on why it should be me, and if they chose to sleep on me too, then that's on them, because guess what? I'm going to go find somebody, if not with them, in order to do that with, and then use all that money, again, to build my own show on the weeknights and weekends and wherever I have the time. But if it's doing a lot of different little projects, like, I, again, the timing is is, is really funny. Uh, Ming Entertainment, the subsidiary of ESPN, reached out, and I'm going to be working as a runner this weekend for the UK and Georgia basketball game, so I'll get to be on the floor of Rupp Arena as I continue to do things like that. That's a weekend thing. you know. I can work those events on the weekends, and it's great. I'll earn money doing something that I love to do, get to scratch that sports world itch and feel close to it, but yet not live and die with the results or have that be my fucking business model, which is amazing, and Till I reach July 1st and reach back out to this person to have those next steps and continue where I think this is headed, but again, nothing is 100%, so I, I don't know. I hope it works out. I, I don't know for sure. I think it might. It feels really, really right in my gut, like it feels right, but the timing has to be right on their end as well, and so until that happens, I'm getting creative. You know, I'm working more events with Ming. I am working as a handyman, little projects. Hey, you need me to come and chop up all this fucking firewood on your farm? Yeah, great. I'm the guy. Give me something that lets me not sit in a car, but that is strengthening my body as it earns me money? Bet. Give me that role, okay? I'm seeking out all of these things, and Uber will still be there. I'll still drive for Uber here and there and make some money. And right now, that's I'm going to be spending more time driving for Uber than I'd like to because it is wrecking my body and I fucking hate it. But uh, in terms of what it does to my body, I love driving for Uber and I love meeting new people and I love having those conversations. But until I'm able to really supplement what little money that I'm making from Uber, then I will probably still have to drive in order to continue to sustain myself, you know, but I am moving away from Uber. I am looking at alternative streams of income, and now I'm looking at ways that I can make money in the podcasting ecosystem while still doing my show, and I think I found a really viable option for that, which would be really fucking dope to be like, I created this thing, and now they're doing $100 million in ad revenue a year, that would be just insane, wouldn't it? But that would also be par for the course for my life, honestly, because I am the one. I'm the guy. This is what it looks like right here. And if you've just completed this episode and listened to all of this, shout out to you. 
but you know that it's true as well, you know? And you're like, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, it sounds pretty sound, pretty logic. I'm like, yeah, I think so too. I hope that they see it the same way that I do. I think they do. I mean, like I said, the call with the COO went as well as it could have possibly gone. And it's just, it's not me. It's just not right now. They just are finishing up and launching other things that they had already prioritized. And quarter three is when this may or may not happen. It, it, it likely will happen. But you know how product launches and rollouts go. <laughs> quarter three is maybe even still a wish for them. I don't know. But I know that uh, if they're getting feedback from the market saying this is something that their clients need help with, other people are out there in the marketplace that need that same thing. So whether it is starting and launching a podcast network or, as I mentioned previously in this episode, approaching businesses at a more individual level, which would be something that I could either do here or wherever, but eventually if I knock on enough doors, somebody's going to be like, yeah, we've actually been talking about this. We want to have a podcast. We want to host a podcast. That would be great if you could help me with that. What's your rate? And then boom, I'm calling my own shots. I don't have a set in stone plan for what exactly that is going to look like. I have a hope and a dream and a wish of something that I think is going to happen, but it you never know. It, it might not. Who knows? But when I get to the end of this year, I know that I will have found that path forward for me, whatever it is. And in going through that journey, it will bring me closer to ultimately where I'm supposed to be and something great is going to happen as a byproduct of going down that route and being in that position. Something will happen. Something amazing, incredible, beautiful, meant to be even. It's going to happen. So I just got to keep figuring out how to move forward. And right now, it seems to me that that's going to be open mic sessions and interviews. And... uh hustling and scrounging up some money and getting this website going and getting all of these other things that I laid out in this episode. But we manifested a lot in this episode. There's going to be a lot to follow up on. I will give some updates on things and I'll measure things quarter to quarter by the end of the time that we're sitting here uh, this time next year. I'm going to be following up on a lot of these things going, yeah, man, 2022 ended as great as it started and as great as it became it was still only the beginning (laughs) yeah baby that's what we're on so my friends i hope that you set some great goals for yourself in 2022 i hope that you are encouraged and empowered and you go out there and take that same energy into your path and whatever you're doing if you feel stuck get unstuck. If you feel comfortable, get uncomfortable and continue to move where you're ultimately supposed to be. Don't get complacent. Fuck all that shit. Go be the best. Go become the best. Become the best human being you possibly can and then become the best at what you do. And then negotiate your own contracts because that shit is fucking dope, my friends. That's what we're working towards. I hope everybody has a great 2022. Let's fucking win this year, y'all. Let's fucking do it all this year, man. I'm excited. So I hope you are too. And I hope that you'll come back and hear what we've got for you coming up next week on this show. It's a great episode. My friend Caleb Leach 
Cannot wait to drop this episode, man. I will keep you also up to date on things like when I'm going to be at these college campuses, when I'm down in Atlanta, and there's going to be a lot of stuff coming in the next coming months, and I'm really excited for it all. So (laughs) I hope that you'll continue to ride along with this journey and see where it all goes, man, because it's going to be one hell of a ride and one hell of a story. I am Ben Tompkins. That, my friends, is Real Talk.